Hey everybody, I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball community for quite some time, I'm glad that you're here with us today. And I'm just going to put it out there that if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice so that you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a review too. I really do. I always enjoy reading everyone's feedback. So thank you to all those who have already provided your feedback and left a review. And also thanks to those who've reached out to me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn too. I I really do appreciate all the insights and the, the feedback that you guys share about what you think of the show. So keep that up. And also if there's guests that you want on the show, let me know as well. Today, I've got a wonderful guest with us. He's someone who played in the NFL. He's been on the show before as part of season one, and his son just got drafted as part of the 2021 draft into the NFL. So who do we have with us inside the huddle with us today? Well, here with us and ready to help share more of his amazing insights and help us to continue to move the ball is Alex Molden. Alex is a former defensive back who played college football at the University of Oregon, and he was inducted into the Oregon Hall of Fame in 2008. Alex was drafted 11th overall in the first round of the 1996 NFL draft by the New Orleans Saints. He then played eight seasons in the NFL for the Saints, the San Diego Chargers, and the Detroit Lions. Currently, Alex is a speaker, trainer, coach, and author that helps companies improve leadership and culture in the workplace, And as I mentioned before, Alex's son, Elijah, he was drafted in the third round as the 100th overall pick by the Tennessee Titans. And we'll talk more about Elijah a little bit in the show as well. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me on again. It is definitely a blessing. And I love chopping up with you. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to have you back with us today. I know we've been messaging and talking a bit before having you come back on the show, and I've really been looking forward to our conversation. And before we get into our chat, I do want to say once again, congratulations to Elijah. Um, I've loved following him on his journey. I was excited when his name got called, and I obviously texted you that weekend. I texted Elijah. I was like, yes, it was awesome to see. So I'm definitely uh, excited to see what the season holds for him. Thank you very much. You know, it's something he's been shooting for many a moons. He's, uh, you know, he's excited. This was uh, the one team that, you know, if he had his top five, this was number one to, to be a, a Tennessee Titan. But yeah, he's excited to to get rolling and to, you know, he's jumping into the playbook now. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see him out there and perform. And how does it feel? I'm just curious. You, I mentioned when I read your bio, you played defensive back. Elijah plays corner. How does it make you feel seeing your son kind of follow in the same footsteps, playing the same position and going into the NFL? I think it's just like any any parent when you've had success in whatever field. Once your your child starts to show interest in that field, well, I'm going to give him all the information that I I've had all this, all the notes that I've taken and uh, I'm going to share it with them. And if he, and if he wants it, I'm going to give, I'm going to be right there with them. You know, early in the morning, I'm going to give you 
all this stuff that I have, I'm going to spoon feed you because, you know, if you give too much information, it's like drinking out of, out of a fire hose, right? Or, or a fire hydrant. When I first started coaching him when he was a ninth grader, you know, I've been coaching him since he was like fifth, sixth grade. But when we start to really get into the nuts and bolts of everything, I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm proud. And, you know, I'm proud of him. Just like all of our kids, when you set your, your sight on something and you put your head down and you grind and you do things the right way, I mean, I'm, I'm nothing but just, you know, just, just being proud. He's got an incredible head on his shoulders, a talented athlete, and I know he's going to do great things in the league. So I can't wait to see him suit up during the season and show the world what he can do at the next level. So talk to us a little bit. Some people listening might have heard our episode from before. If you haven't, go back and check it out. It's a fantastic episode. But tell people a little bit about your journey and what you learned playing football, both you know, as a kid in college, at the NFL, and the lessons that you've learned along your journey to be successful both on and off the field. Jen, I'll keep it brief. It's, uh, it's something that, you know, with my background, I'm a military brat. My dad didn't play football. He didn't play any sports. Uh, my mom didn't either. But, you know, I was active. I was an active kid wherever we moved to, whether it's Germany, Oklahoma, Detroit, Colorado. I always loved playing the game. I just didn't. I was just unpolished. I would go out there with my buddies and they would, you know, toss the ball around and they just they knew all the rules and the positions. And I knew none. I knew I needed to kind of educate myself on the game. And we used or I used the encyclopedia because that's something that we had. And thank goodness they had F, you know, for football in the encyclopedia. So I actually I learned the game from the foundational level from an encyclopedia. And so from there, just learned it. I was inspired by this VHS tape. And it was something that my buddy got when he ordered a year long subscription to Sports Illustrated. VHS tape called Crunch Course. And so Crunch Course came out in the late 80s. It really put everything with football, the sounds, the hard hits, the collisions, the, uh, you know, the talking smack. It really put that in a 47 minute movie. And it was a highlight of all the top players from back in the day. Walter Payton, Ronnie Lott, Dick Buckus. Lawrence Taylor, which I'm a big fan of, it had these guys mic'd up. And that really put things in perspective for me. And it really inspired me to take that and then try to put that in my game. That helped me have success at the high school level. Getting a scholarship, which is a blessing because no way, I, I mean, I thought I was going to the army to, to tell you the truth, but was able to parlay my skill. And for not just what happened on the football field, but everything that get you to to play at a high level. You know, the running early in the morning, the sacrifices, the lifting weights. I fell in love with all of it. You know, getting a scholarship and went to University of Oregon and I understood how important mentorship was and listening, being coached. If we had a new coach or a player that was playing and I wasn't, you know, I had the red shirt, but I would glean information from the guys that had success. I would watch them. I'm talking about literally watch them every snap. And then I would ask them questions, whether on the field or in the classroom. 
uh, you know, when we were watching film and I would just constantly ask them questions. I would ask the coach questions and I took that information and then shake my game around that. And then, you know, start to have some success and um, end up, you know, taking that, that same success on to the next level, which was a dream come true, you know, getting drafted, especially getting drafted in the first round, but to play in the NFL. And it was the same, it was that, that formula, right? Understanding coaching, you know, understanding mentorship. And I used those same principles to get me to play at a high level and to play eight years in the NFL. And playing eight years in the NFL is a big accomplishment, especially when the lifespan of an NFL player continues to get smaller and smaller. And so I think now it's at about two years. And so as you look at, you know, Elijah going into the league and there's a lot of young men that are are going into the league for the first time and they're thinking about what their path is going to be like, what would be if there were three things that you could say to your son and to other young men that are listening to the show about, you know, positioning themselves for a longer success in the NFL, what would those three things be? Number one, you don't have a choice. Meaning when you want to play something, when you want to do something at a very high level, it takes a certain type of character. That character has to be one that like you might feel bad one day. You might feel tired. You might feel like you've made it. You need to still go out there and do what you're supposed to do. You don't have a choice. If you can put that in your head, like, look, I, this is a small window playing this game because you can't play forever. Everybody would love to be a Drew Brees. Everybody would love to be a Tom Brady and play for 20 plus years. They are the outliers. Typically, it's three and a half years. And no matter if it's injury, if it's a coaching chain or change, if it was, if, if it's, um, you know, a new system, they don't care. You still have to perform. So there's a certain character that you have to take on. There's no excuses. You can't go, you can't do the same things that other guys do. Other people in college, they go out, party, they go and drink, smoke, whatever, hang out with the wrong people. If you want to have any type of success in life, you have to take on a certain character. If you truly do want to have success as a pro athlete, there's things that you have to do. You have to be able to be early. You have to stay late. You have to watch a lot of film. You have to take care of your body. You know, the lifting weights and the running, that, that, that comes with it. But if you, you have to do the extra, you have to go beyond. So I think that's number one. Uh, number two is, like I said before, man, reach to a, a veteran, somebody who's had success, man, and become friends with them. <laughs> Literally ask them, you know, the things that what has caused them to have success, because I guarantee you, it's not what most people think. It's not about how fast they run a 40. It's not about how much they broad jumped or how fast their shuttle run was, how high they jumped. That is not what gives you success. That's the thing that's that's kind of gets you in the door. Okay, Th those don't last because if those things lasted, when you start to slow down, you would be out the NFL. 
there wouldn't be any 10, 11, 12-year uh, veterans because we slow down as you get older. <laughs> okay? So I would say, you know, glean, get, get, get yourself a mentor. And then I would just say, make sure you take care of your money. Make sure that you're not influenced by other guys on the team. You know, because it's a it's a culture of trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, take care of your money, understand what influence is and how people outside people, family members, you know, people who have great business ideas, they're going to get hit. These these players are going to get hit with a lot from people who are close to them. They need to understand what influence is or they will start to get influenced by words. You have a small window to make a lot of money. You know, you have to understand that. Like there's a there's a game outside the game. Absolutely. You bring up some really great points. A couple of things that as I'm listening to you that I think are applicable, not only on the football field, but for anybody listening. One is the concept of having a mentor or knowing someone who is a veteran in the space that you are in right? Whether that's a football player or a business leader or whomever, that's important. So you can learn the lessons from those who have the experience that can help accelerate your progress and prevent you from maybe making some mistakes or missteps that they might've made in their career. Secondly, I like this concept of you don't have a choice. And I, I think, you know, in the business world, you know, maybe you don't have someone that's gunning for your spot, that's just waiting for you to, to not perform, but you should still adopt that mentality as if there was so that you're continually perfecting your craft and playing at the best level that you can be in the business setting or whatever setting you're in, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're in the corporate sense, whatever. I think those are, are very important. You know, you're absolutely right about the, you know, taking care of your money. And especially when you're playing at a professional level, to your point, you've got all kinds of people that are trying to influence you and in decision-making on different projects, investment deals, business deals. There is that keeping up with the Joneses mentality, which is further exacerbated by social media, right? And people posting, and there's this comparison that people feel like they have to always one-up other people to show uh, how great they are or what they have compared to everybody else. And so I think those are three very important lessons for everybody, but also for young men that are looking to uh, succeed in the league. Absolutely. And when these young, young men, they're 21, 22 years old, and no matter if you're a first round draft pick or a fifth round draft pick, they're getting hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars for signing their name. And then, you know, you get into the season and now you're making more, more money, right? This is type the type of money that if you're not used to, I, I sure wasn't used to it. You know, when I first saw my signing bonus, I almost passed out. No joke. I almost passed out. And it was like, man, you, you see it. And this was even, even after taxes. And I'm like, wow, there's no way I'm going to spend all this. Well, it's okay if I grab, you know, if I buy this Rolex. If I buy this Mercedes, if I buy my mom, you know, an Acura, if I buy my brother a car, if I put a down payment down for my mom's house, that stuff can get, you can start to drop and lose a lot. I'm going to say lose, but spend a lot of money really fast. Absolutely. And so talk to us about in your mind, how has, you know, I mentioned one way that social media has kind of made the problem even worse 
and in the temptation to spend money and, and keep up with the Joneses and, and show off things. But in your mind, as you look at these young men coming into the league, you've got all this social media exposure that you didn't have, you know, back in the nineties, right? There was no Twitter, there was no Facebook or Instagram, smartphones, any of that. So talk to us about in your mind, like how has the dynamic changed with all of that and the importance for players to even be more mindful of social media and how that affects their brand? Yeah, absolutely. I I think number one, like it gives access, like you get to pull back the cover of who, let's say, Alex Molden is. Instead of like just seeing me on the football field on Sundays or maybe even coming out to our our practices when they're open, you get to see a little bit and then that's it, right? Now you get to show them, you know, how you train, um, how you prepare, how do you eat, the different relationships that you create. You get to open up and you get to create a fan base, right? Now, when you do that, it's just, it elevates who you are. It elevates your platform, right? You are a brand now. Elijah is a brand. So you get to elevate that. But your main job is to play ball and to perform and do that well. So that needs to be number one top priority. It can't be like you, you know, you're practicing all your dances that you're going to do when or if you score, you know, and putting that all over social media and then your team loses, but you still dancing and then you're going to put that on social media. It still has to be job number one. You got to perform on the field and making sure that the things that you put out there, the true representation that you want to have people see of you. You know, you can't be one one way you know, on social media, but really outside of that, you're somebody totally different because people won't. That's not authentic. And, you know, that's not going to really grow your brand. Um, I think just, you know, staying on course with playing ball first and then being able to unveil some of the things that got you to where you're at. Another thing that social media allows people to have is a platform to influence Others and I know you have you and I have spoken about this before, and it's something that I work with a lot of athletes on managing their brand and how they can influence and drive change and support or lead initiatives or projects that are near and dear to their heart. And so, talk to us about you know one of the things that I like to say on the show, and I end the show this way. I always say, "Suit up, show up, move the ball," and how you show up to things is important. And so, when you show up on social media. Or even in person, I mean, as an athlete, you have the ability to have a greater influence on others than somebody that might not have as large of a following or as large of a public presence, right? So when you think about athletes utilizing their platform for influence and to be a good leader, and I know you do a lot of work in the areas of leadership and and influence, can you talk to us a little bit more about how athletes as well as individuals should be mindful of influence and how that ties to good leadership? Yeah, absolutely. There's different ways how you can influence people. Like I said before, influences, I mean, that, that's leadership when you really boil it down is influence. Well, how do you influence people? You know, athletes, they're already influential just by them being an athlete, a pro athlete. So platform, right? I like to look at character, number one. That wasn't 
something that I was looking for when I was younger. I didn't care about your character. I cared about if you were cool. I cared about if you had knowledge, your experience. I cared about those things. But now, especially as a father, as father of eight (laughs) with my wife, like I care about character. That's number one. And then relationships, right? Relationships. That's that you don't get close to me unless I know somebody that can talk good about, you know, you as a person, like, man, they have a great platform. They're a good person. Well, if I, if I trust somebody and then they tell me that, you know what, Jen Garrett, she's a good person. You know what? Boom. I'll have a conversation with her. Those things are super important. Character, mm-hmm. relationships, intuition, like how you make people feel. If you're somebody that every time, you know, I see you, whether it's real life or it's on social media, and you're making people feel like crap, I don't want to have that stigma. I don't want to be kicking it with you. You know what I'm saying? I can. Right. I yep. want people that man is going to build somebody up. That's going to build somebody that, that's positive. That's what I want to be connected to. I don't want to be connected to anything negative. Absolutely. I think it's important for people to look at and do an audit, right? And see who are you connecting yourself with and are they the right people that you want in your sphere of influence that is influencing you as well as that, you know, your interactions with them may not be the most productive use of your time, right? In, in being a business leader, in being someone who's influential, as well as just in personal stuff that you're, you do in life. So you definitely want to have people that are of the right character and the right energy, I'll call it, uh, around you. Yep. And Jen, you know what? It starts with you. It starts with yes, you looking in the mirror and really taking an audit of yourself. Is this how you Absolutely. want to communicate with people? Do you want, are you even cognizant of how you communicate, how you interact with people? Are you even cognizant that you're making them feel shitty about themselves? Yes. Are you making them feel great about whatever? Are you cognizant of the character that you have? Or are you just putting everything like, hey, I'm a professional football player. I'm a professional athlete. I get a free pass. And I see that day in and day out Mm -hmm. with my coaching clients. I see it on ESPN. These athletes, they feel that they have a pass and society gives them. Exactly. And society gives them free passes. And then when they don't get a free pass and then things blow up and they don't, you don't get free passes. Once you stop playing, we still think we get a pass, but you don't. Yeah, I had a guest on the show um, a few weeks ago, Sheldon White, and he said Sheldon played in the NFL for a number of years, was in the uh, executive ranks with the Lions for many, many years. And he also said, he's like, you know, nobody cares about who you were once you're off the field. It's all about what you do now and your character and, you know, all those it's things all that you did ability. on game day. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So who you were, does that doesn't matter anymore. It's all about what are you doing now? Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. And but but to your point, there are many that still and I've come across them too that think that you know they live off the successes that they had. I'm a pro bowler, you know, multiple times, and I deserve this. And it's like that's not how it works, that's buddy. Right. It just doesn't work yeah. that way. And then they're, yeah, that doesn't catch up, you know, because their platform is no longer there. Their ability is sure not right. there anymore. So now, yeah. now you left to deal with their character. We don't think about that when we're playing the game. 
we think it's all about the ability that we have. We, but we don't think about like the character, which is who you are. Absolutely. And something I tell people is that they, they need to take ownership over that character and the energy that they bring into any space, whether it's on a sporting field, you know, on the court, on the ice, or if it's just in life, in the business setting, you have to have ownership over how you treat other people and the influence you have yep. on those around Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So something that I'm really excited to share with everyone is you recently released a new book called The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement, 11 Keys for Success in Sports and Life. So tell us a little bit more about that. I can tell you how, just like how I got kind of started in football, is I was inspired. And I was inspired from watching that that VHS tape, right, the crunch course. You know, so that was like at the height. Man, I was feeling great, right? Well, sometimes we can be inspired by the low points in our life. I was Mm -hmm. inspired. It took me years, though to really revisit this, this situation where um, I was done playing football and I was kind of lost. I was kind of floating around. I just playing golf. It sounds great, right? When you retire, <laughs> I'll be retired at yeah. the right age of 32, playing golf, hanging with the family, driving kids to school, you know, working out and whatnot. But there was no purpose. I felt like I just, I was just floating. There was nothing that was giving me like real deep down joy, like, I'm doing something that can help people. Once we moved up here to Portland, Oregon, end up applying for this job at this nonprofit. And I figured, you know, hey, I'm Alex. <laughs> I went to the University of Oregon, uh, mm-hmm. played in the, in the NFL. I know a little bit about the nonprofit world because I did some, you know, I worked part time when I was in San Diego and ended up applying for this job. Got an interview, went in there, thought I had it, thought, thought I had the job down. 15 minutes into the interview, this lady who I just met told me, she said, Alex, can I give you a little bit of advice? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. She said, before you go on any more job interviews, you need to find out exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. I've been cut before, Jen. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been released. I've been fired. And it's embarrassing to kind of walk to your your locker in the NFL and you you don't they don't give you a bag, they give you a trash bag and you bag up all your shoes and all your stuff and then with security they walk you out of the facility. I'd much rather have mm-hmm. that happen to me 10 times than to ever have somebody or to ever have that feeling again where I don't know who I am. That started me on my journey. Thank goodness that I did have a coach. When I was playing, they gave me these three things, alignment, assignment, and adjustment. Those things gave me success on the field. And so I just figured, hey, if I can dive deep into this, it can give me success off the field. And it took me years to figure it out. They kind of find out who I was, find out who, you know, what am I going to align my life with? And, you know, what type of adjustments am I going to make? And I finally kind of got it going and I found what gave me joy. It started with, with, with helping athletes become better athletes. All the things that I've learned, it's like, man, I love helping people become better leaders. You know, I have a lot of uh, interviews in the book. I tell a couple of different stories and, you know, there's 11 different keys that can help people, that can help them find success no matter what level, no matter what area in their life that they're seeking to have success in. 
Absolutely. And tell people where can they find your book? I keep it easy. AlexMolden.com. <laughs> you can go there. Perfect. Yeah. It will be on Amazon, of course. But um, yeah, yeah, just AlexMolden.com. I have a leadership. I have a High Achievers Academy. It's a six-week course that's really geared towards student athletes or former student athletes to help them kind of get on track and, and figuring out who they are, what they want to do, and how they influence. And that's also at your website for people can they can yes, check that out yeah, there mm-hmm, as well. Yeah. And we'll be sure to have your website and the Amazon link in the show notes so people can check out your book and check out your account. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I'm on all social media platforms, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just at Alex Molden. Yep, we'll have all those in the show notes too so people can follow you, connect with you and stay apprised of all the amazing things that you're doing. So Alex, what I want to do now before we wrap up the show is I want to take you through another two-minute drill. It's different than the last time. So I got different questions. This time, are you ready? I am. All right. First question is, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? I want to be a professional football player. Well, there you go. That you did. (laughs) Next question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, that's easy. That'd be Denzel Washington. I had a feeling you'd say that. (laughs) Great choice. Great choice. (laughs) Uh, Next question is, what is your favorite vacation spot? I love San Diego, but Destin, Florida is a beautiful place. I haven't been there in Mm -hmm. over two decades. Uh, So I would say Destin, Destin, Florida. Yeah, Florida's got a lot of nice spots. Um, I've been traveling quite a bit to Florida over the last few months and uh, the weather was nice. It wasn't too hot, not too humid yet, but there's definitely some great spots there to golf. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, my next question is, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, you know what? We have an ice cream place out here, balsamic and strawberry. <laughs> oh, it's good. that's an interesting. It is so good. The next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours? Oh, my pet peeve, when people tell me their character or who they are, instead of trying, they try to tell me instead of showing me. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that talk is cheap. No, yep. I got to see yep. it. Actions. Yeah, it's all about right. the actions. actions. And, you know, what, what you what people do on social media tells a lot about who Absolutely. they are. Absolutely. Yep. And that stuff doesn't go away. People think it goes away just because they posted a long time ago. And no, nope. it doesn't go away. That's right. <laughs> All right. My next question is what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? Write your book in a flash by my good friend, Dan Janelle. Great authors on there that kind of give nuggets of, of, uh, of information about twist, about 20, 20 minutes, about 18, mm-hmm. 20 minutes and people self-published um, authors come on there and they, they tell, you know, what they've done, how to, how to write their book and what is, what is done for their, for their business. I love listening to stuff mm. like that. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'll yeah. have to check his podcast out. And my last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people. They can be living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Oh man, I would say Barack Obama, Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. and Al Pacino. Yeah. That'd be an interesting conversation. Right. Awesome. Well, Alex, as we look to close today's show, any last thoughts for our listeners? I just say taking an audit of yourself. I think, you know, you brought that up, Jen. And it really starts with with you. Like when I started to really like look in, look in the mirror, take out any type of excuse why I wasn't where I wanted to be. 
And people think that having a lot of money, that that's going to bring you joy. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that that is not the truth. What bring it? What right. what can give you joy is understanding your purpose. Why mm-hmm. did God put you on this planet? Figuring that and finding that out can give you so much joy. Absolutely. Yeah, so I would encourage those listening, if you haven't figured out what your purpose is, take some time now and do that audit because when you are in alignment with what your true why is and that purpose, you know you don't work a day in your life. It's amazing. It's a great feeling. It is definitely a game changer, a life-changing thing when you know what that purpose is and you're acting in alignment with that. Alignment, assignment, and adjustment. That's what I talk about. What are you aligned with? Are you aligned with your career, your family? or your faith. It's not a one way or the other. It's not good or bad. It's just finding what are you aligned with? What's going to give right. you a strong foundation when things don't go your way, when when things bad happen in your life? Because they will. And then yep. finding out like, what is your assignment? What is, what's going to give you the most joy? And then what type of adjustments you need to make in your character? Absolutely. I love that. Alignment, assignment, adjustment. That's great. Thanks for sharing that a couple times in the show. So that's a takeaway for people uh, listening to this episode. Make sure you're in alignment, you know your assignment, and you make adjustments to your character as as needed. So Alex, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been wonderful having you back on. And uh, again, I'm excited to uh, see Elijah on his journey in the NFL and all the great things that he's going to do. So am I. Thank you very much, Jen. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode, and we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.